Welcome to the Cruise Tips Podcast, where you get helpful tips and support to have a fantastic vacation on the high seas. So grab a tropical drink and get ready for another great discussion. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page or our Cruise Tips blog for other great tips. Hello, everyone. This is Tanya. And Sienna. And we are with Cruise Tips Podcast. Thank you for joining us this evening. I know that it has been a over a week since we posted. Two, yeah. Um, we are still trying to recover from the lack of having a cruise industry right now. Um, or leave the house. Or leave the house. So like every other American right now who is probably quarantined and staying safe inside, uh, Florida is one of the more harder hit states in the country. So we are um, staying indoors and we've stayed inside now for a couple weeks, basically since we were supposed to be on a cruise and are no longer on a cruise. So um, anyway, we are going to actually be talking today about one of my favorite <coughs> days of the cruise and that's the embarkation day. Why is that my favorite day when we get on the cruise ship? Because um, you're well, getting on a cruise ship. I'm getting on a cruise ship. So uh, not that the rest of the days or week isn't just as good, but I always have that extra level of excitement to get onto the ship and in some cases see ships we've never seen before and explore. So um, definitely one of my favorite days. So we're gonna talk about some tips uh, how to deal with embarkation day. So before we start, do you have any anything you want to add? I apologize if I look squinty. I can't wear my glasses because of the lighting. There we go. All right. That was helpful with cruise tips. Uh, okay. So first of all, you need to plan ahead. Uh, one of the key things is how are you going to get to the port? And we'll have a whole different uh, suggestions on that and different tips another uh, time. How are you going to get there? And I always, always advise um, being in the same city um, the day before you're supposed to get on the ship. Do not do any late transfers or fly-ins or um, driving up at the last minute kind of thing. Always uh, get hotel, uh, sleep in, get them to take you to the um, ship. Uh, so we've done it different ways. In some cases, when we've driven down to Florida, we used to live in Virginia, we would have a hotel room uh, that we would stay in. They would allow us to keep our car there. They would shuttle us to the port, um, and that was pretty easy. Uh, we did that at both um, Port Canaveral, Miami. We did that in New Jersey. Jersey. No, no we didn't. We drove up the day of. I would never do that. I would never drive to New York on that last day. Um, anyway, it's been a little while for New Jersey. Um, so uh, it, that's one place where you can keep your car. If you're going to drive yourself to port, port where are you going to park? Say that 10 times fast. Um, different ports have different prices for parking. Uh, Miami is one of the most expensive that I've discovered. 
Uh, so for when we were supposed to go out of Miami, we either kept our car at the hotel and got a shuttle in, or we um, were parking off-site and would get their shuttle or Uber to get us in. Now with Sienna and her disability and needing a scooter, generally what we'll do is drive to the port, uh, let her off, let my mom off, get the luggage off, and my husband and I go park the car off-site and then um, shuttle back. Now, in some cases, we've also done something similar with rental cars. So if you're in the Orlando area, you can get a one-way rental car that you can get from Orlando uh, to uh, the uh, Cape uh, Port Canaveral. Right near there, there's several different uh, car rental places. You drop off the car, the car rental place will take you to the ship. And then when you get off the ship, they pick you up and you get another rental. So you don't have to pay for that rental time. So that's always a good idea. Okay, so embarkation, let's just talk about that. Um, so anyway, know where you're gonna park. We can go over that a lot more in the future, but plan it. The next thing you really have to plan is what you're putting in your suitcase and what you're putting in your carry-on. Let me give you an example of something you need in your carry-on. That would be your documents. I literally knew someone, and when I was a travel agent, she was not my client. She was just happened to be somebody I knew uh, who planned her own cruise. And she went to the port. She was from another country. She was an au pair here. And she put all her documentation into her suitcase checked her suitcase, went into the terminal, tried to check in, and she did not have any of her documentation because it was in the suitcase she checked in. They couldn't find her suitcase. She was unable to get on the ship to go on her cruise because she did not have documentation. They couldn't find her bag, so her bag went on the cruise without her. Did it actually? Yeah, it was horrible. Um, okay, so don't do that. Your documentation in your and your carry-on, other things in your carry-on are your medications, any electronics, anything expensive. Keep that all in your carry-on. Um, most likely, depending on when you board the ship, you can get into your cabins around one o'clock, two o'clock, um, and uh, drop that bag off. Um, so what do you do when you get on board? Okay, you get documentation, you go into the terminal. Um, you different, go through the process. Yes, you go through the process. It is easier than going through an airline. You can keep it's your longer. shoes on. No, it's not. If you think about it, what? We literally got off and on the ship within 10 minutes the last time we went on a cruise. I'm thinking of Tampa. Tampa was a long, or getting on. No, think about it. When we got on the Mariner, Royal Caribbean was so fast. We had, we were... On the last one? Yeah. Yeah, that was fast. It was like 10 minutes. So uh, sometimes it depends on the port, how organized they are, which cruise ship. Some will take you longer than others. Some allow you electronic uh, check-in. Some of them will actually allow you to pay a fee when uh, you before you get on that will give you like a VIP express. Um... It probably depends on the cruise line and what you want as far as service. Personally, we don't pay for it. We've never had a challenge getting um, on the cruise ship. Um, I should mention she gets us there really early. 
as well. Again, I'm so excited. So in general, a lot of the cruise ships will let you board around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Some of them have time periods. Some of you can move it up a little bit if you show up early. Um, we're dealing with some extra circumstances with her scooter. We like to get on earlier, avoid the crowds. Um, it's just easier. And even before uh, she had a scooter, we, we still got on as early as we could. Uh, I want to enjoy the most of my day that I can. So you get on board. Uh, you have to go through a checkout. You go through a scanner. Uh, some cruise ships are more particular than others about um, doing the um, alcohol, bringing drinks and alcohol in. Watch your company's, uh, the cruise line's policy as far as that goes. Um, because some will allow you a couple bottles of wine, but you don't check that in your luggage. You carry that on. And um, you can bring in sodas with some of them. Again, check with your cruise line what you can carry on. Some of them will shake it, uh, learn a new thing. So does bubble, alcohol does not. So they will literally take your <laughs> bottles and start shaking them to see if they bubble or not, to know whether or not you tried to put alcohol in when you said it was going to be water or soda or something like that. So they have some interesting what about techniques. about sparkling alcohol? I well, I mean, that would be wine. Honey, I don't know. I'm just letting you know somebody told me that one time. Um, okay. <laughs> Once you go through security, you uh, get checked into your cabin. Different cruise lines do it different ways. Some of them will do it with iPads. Some of them you have to walk up to a table. Um, in most of the cases, they get you in there with your documentation and onto the ship as quickly as possible. In other cases, sometimes there's a, like a waiting area where your group will be called and you'll go in when they allow it. Other times, once you get checked in, you just walk on in. Again, every cruise line's different, so I can't speak to one or the other. Maybe we'll do some cruise tips sometime that's very specific to each cruise line. Um, once you get onto the ship, they're going to scan your ship card. All of them have ship cards. Uh, Royal Caribbean now actually has a sh uh, wristband that you can get once you're on the ship, but you still need your ID card. And they're going to scan that. Uh, make sure you have your picture so that your ID card matches up with your picture when you board and get on and off the ship. And then you get on and you start drinking. That's it. Yeah, there's really more. I was trying to make her smile. There's um, a lot more. There's a lot more. <laughs> okay. So here are some things you might want to do besides quickly hitting the bar when you get on board. One is um, if you need any adjustments to your dining or any special request, uh, go to the dining room where you'll be eating. Usually the head maitre d' will be there. Um, and we'll be taking any uh, special request, any kind of changing around, that's when you wanna do it. On most ships, there's different specialty dining um, options. That could also be a time that you set that up. Um, if there's any activities you could not sign up beforehand, usually you can for the first day. So for example, on Royal Caribbean, you can't sign up for laser tag until you get onto the ship. It's not an option to sign up early. So if you want a special laser tag time, you need to go to a special room. You don't sign up for laser tag? Yes, you do. 
When did they do that? They didn't have a sign up in the last one. Yeah, well, you do now. On the busier ships, like the Symphony, you had to sign up. Oh, they didn't have a sign up in the... Oh, it's nice. You could just walk right on. Yeah, they just told you times that were going on, and you just walked to the... um, Okay, they they have a limit, so you should sign up. But it it was a 15-minute, and they would just bring in the next group. Okay, I'm letting you know that you're supposed to sign up, especially on busier ships. When we went on the Mariner, they only had a couple thousand people. We were going on the Symphony, there was more like double that. So you sign up. Um, okay, so having an argument with my daughter. But anyway, signing up for activities is something you might want to do. Um, as well as on some of the Royal Caribbean ships, you can purchase the wristband that will get you into the doors um, and allow you to pay. It's kind of hooked up to your account. As well as for the kids, um, if you have any of any one under 12, they, you should go find the, the kids club uh, because they will give them wristbands which have identification on them of where their muster station is. And if you don't do it then, they will do it during muster. Yeah. And, and of course, they want to know information like contact information. Um, we'll go through a whole thing. Hang on. We're going to wait for the noisy dog to stop drinking. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I don't think professional cruise uh, cruise tips Moose. bloggers, really? people, podcasters have to deal with the dog drinking behind them. <laughs> we need a studio. Okay. Um, back to where we were talking about. Um, yeah, yeah they, sign they up your kids. To. Go take them to the kids club. Show them around during this time. Get them signed up. You don't need to do that for anyone, at least on Royal Caribbean. You don't need to do that one for anyone that's 12 and up. Yeah, they have their own preteen kind of thing. Um, and they're making the assumption they can find it to their own muster station um, if something were to happen. Uh, You can usually get into your cabins around 1 o'clock, so that usually means if you boarded early to go ahead and um, go grab some lunch. I'll let you know on any cruise ship we've ever been in, the buffet on the first day is like chaos. Uh, Find some other nice restaurant. They all usually have a couple other specialty restaurants and places to grab food. I highly recommend doing that versus uh, the um, buffet the first day. Just my opinion, my tip. Um, About 3, 3.30, 4 o'clock, right before your ship is due to launch, you will have a muster drill. You must. This is required go to the muster drill. They will make sure you go. Yeah, it's not an optional activity. Don't think you're gonna hide in a bar. All the bars close it down. Don't think you're gonna hide in your cabin. They literally open up every door. Um, They will find you. You will show up at the muster station. Just go ahead. Um, You are not usually allowed to bring drinks. Just go there, get scanned, listen to the safety drill, and then when you're done, your cruise really starts. You don't have to wear your life vest. They will say that. Back when I was a kid, they made you, this was at least on Disney, you had to wear your life vests. And that was one of the most exciting parts of the entire cruise, when you have a gazillion children wearing life vests with whistles. whistles. Yes. But you don't have to wear your life vest. Um, and your muster station is usually in a restaurant. No, not necessarily. I always end so, up standing on deck. Sometimes oh, we, she has the I, uh, handicapped scooter, so sometimes they have them in a restaurant. Uh, she gets to go in a restaurant. I'm standing out on deck. At one it's point, okay. we were in we were in a theater. 
Um, they, they have them on, on different decks. places on different ships. It's just find out where your mustard drill is. You there can are, ask somebody. They the, will tell you. It's on your card. That and uh, the placard of where it is is on the ceiling. Uh, we got go? we, we got lost looking for the last one because we saw, I think we were 25, we saw 24, and we saw 26, but we couldn't find 25, realizing we were standing just under it. It was, um... Yeah. It was a little chaotic. For like 15 minutes, we were running around looking. So, uh, find your muster, and, um, listen to the drill, and it then... It doesn't take long, maybe 10 minutes max. Yeah, sometimes they're 15 or 20, but anyway, just do it. You're done and have a wonderful cruise. All right, what did I miss? Don't ask me. Okay, well, that was everything on my list. So those are my tips for that. Oh, uh, uh, what to do if your luggage doesn't show up at your door. <laughs> okay, so almost every cruise line uh, will have the luggage starting to line up in the hallways near your cabin. So one of the things is sometimes some cruise lines will have the cabin stewards who will take them into your cabin. Sometimes they will not. Sometimes it depends on how long you wait. Um, if they leave them in the hall long enough, somebody will eventually take them to your cabin. But generally, we look for ours as quickly as possible. As soon as we get to our cabins, we take them in there and um, unpack as quickly as possible. I always wanna be unpacked, settled, and enjoying my cruise even before muster. Um, if your luggage does not arrive, there could be a chance. At this point, it's six o'clock and the ship is already gone. Yeah, there could be a chance uh, that it's down in the naughty room. And basically, that's usually like on deck one, deck two, but there's a room where they take luggage that had a confiscated item in there. Now, you might be thinking in your head, well, that could be like alcohol. No, my mother ended up in the naughty room the last cruise because she actually took a little, um, it wasn't even a charger, it was like a, a plug that turned one plug into like four or something like that so she could get more sockets in the room and they are not, they did not let that on there. So she had her, could not find her luggage, finally found her luggage, uh, they kept the little Charger. She never even went back together. Yeah, she could have gone back the last day and picked it up. Um, so, you know, if you were watching our packing thing that we did before, we talked about no-no items and things you don't want to pack. And, and so sometimes, like I said, embarkation day, if you can't find your luggage, check. Um, so that's it. Just have a good cruise. Try not to fret it. I love just to get all my details over with the first day. And then literally when that ship is taking off... And we're either She's going, at a bar. Either we're going underneath the Verasana Bridge. You're uh, at a bar. We're in New York. Um, no, actually, I was on the front of the ship when that thing sounded oh, the horn. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, we got a video of it somewhere. No, there's a video um, of me screaming. And then there is, uh, you know, just it, enjoy. Uh, it's just a great time. And, and of course, uh, one of the things getting me through the quarantine right now is just knowing that eventually, when this mess is over, we will be on another cruise ship. I don't know when. I don't know how. I mean, right now we have one book for September, so we're going to be on the Navigator, which is a sister ship and to the Mariner. And if nothing happens, we have one book for January. In January. So, anyway... Thank you, um, and uh, we will be back again next week, and we'll just keep doing this weekly until we jump on cruise ships, and then we might be on more frequently. Thanks. Bye. Bye.